Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Mark Gregory, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here, Mark. Uh, let me introduce you to our audience here. Mark Gregory is a practicing architecture, successfully running his own design practice on the back of his flexible, efficient, and cost-effective SketchUp workflow. SketchUp, yes. SketchUp. He has worked on numerous other architectural firms, um, both large and small, has experience in pretty much every software and drafting package used in the industry. And when setting out on his own, Mark chose to invest his time and money in SketchUp and um, subsequently has developed practices and methods and templates that allow him to replicate the systems and processes available in larger BIM programs, but at the fraction of the cost and in much less time. And so SketchUp comes up often uh, in our community, actually, you know, software in general, design software, BIM programs, and SketchUp comes up very often in, in the conversations at the Facebook group and inside the membership. Um, and Mark teaches uh, other architects how to use SketchUp uh, productively at Scala.studio. So Scala Studio, the website is Scala, S-K-A-L-A, dot studio. And you can learn more about what he's doing over there. Um, Mark, I want to jump into this. I want to understand how you use SketchUp, why you use SketchUp, um, and jump into that a little bit and learn a little bit more about what you do and how you do it. But before we do that, 
I would like to know more about you. I'd like you to, to share how you got started with all of this. When did you discover your passion for architecture? Maybe who or what inspired you to become an architect and share your journey? What's your origin story? Okay, thank you, Mark. Um, it's kind of a long story. I am originally from the UK. You can probably tell by my voice. Um, and now I live in Australia. So I did all of my studies in the UK, in Nottingham. And um, obviously, like a lot of people, set out working straight out of uh, uni and started working for a big firm, big architecture firm. And uh, it's kind of a funny story, really, because uh, to get the job, I had to be able to use AutoCAD. It was a big prerequisite. Yeah. And I'd only ever used Archicad in uni. So I just said, oh, yeah, I can use AutoCAD. No problem. <laughs> Got the job. And uh, luckily, they sat me next to the AutoCAD expert in the office. And I just kept kind of nudging him and saying, how do I do this? How do I do that? And, um, and so I kind of learned AutoCAD on the job, as it were. And I learned it pretty quickly. And that, from that point onwards, I sort of knew that, yeah, okay, the software is not that hard. I mean, it's just a tool. It's just it's like a pencil or anything else. It's just a, just a tool to produce drawings. Right. Anyway, as the story goes on, I worked all over the UK, worked in London quite a bit on some big projects for the Olympics that were there in London. And um, obviously everywhere you go, I mean, I think a lot of us do this. We kind of hop around from practice to practice and take little bits from each place you go. And then eventually, I think most people aspire to set up their own practice at the end. And you kind of bring all this baggage with you, good and bad. Um, and pretty much everywhere I went, they had their own software. They used, you know, the Vectorworks and Archicad and Revit eventually. And, and uh, yeah, each time I just kind of played that same game. Oh, yeah, I can use Vectorworks. Yeah, no problem. And then just sort of worked it out as I went. And they're all much the same thing. Um, and then eventually, like most people, I set up on my own, went back home to Manchester, where I'm originally from, um, and set up my own practice there doing residential architecture and did that quite well for a number of years until we made the decision my partner and I to move out to Australia and Wait, uh, before before so you before you move on with your so, story what software were you using when you first launched your firm okay so yeah I should probably mention that um so when I started out in my own small firm it was in like a spare room in my sister's house and uh, I didn't have much uh, or any money and so I kind of did the whole thing where I, I know all these packages that uh, that I'd, I'd worked on and I kind of had a go over each of them did a project pretty much in each one to work out what was the best because obviously you get the free trials and things right and um, SketchUp was by far the, the quickest like the easiest to use obviously I could use other ones um, but also I was doing relatively small projects and um, there's a lot of things in programs like Archicad and Revit that I didn't really need. And I was kind of like, this is like, you know, using a sledgehammer to, to, to open a nut kind of thing. It was right. just so complicated. And, and um, oh, I don't know what you know about UK architecture, but a lot of the work I was doing was kind of to do with loft and, and extending into the roof. And there's a lot of complex roof planes I had to deal with. So I knew I needed to do things in 3D. So that kind of narrowed it down. And it was just so much easier in SketchUp. The problem I had at that point was SketchUp would only take you so far. It was great for kind of working out the ideas. Right. And then, and then once I got to the kind of, you know, past the kind of concept stage, I'd have to then just kind of drop tools. And then I was just drawing it in 2D in, in, in AutoCAD. Um, 
which I think a lot of people do the same thing. Yes, I think that's, bit, that's what most people do, probably. Yeah, so and it was kind of okay, um, and it was as long as it was kind of a linear process. But then once you have to come back and change things, which always inevitably happens, right, especially on those small residential projects, it just became a pain because, as you know, you've got to kind of trace all those changes around. And when it's things like complex roofs in 2D, it, it's quite a lot of head scratching goes on, you know. So I find that I would go back to the SketchUp model, make the change in the SketchUp model so that I could be sure that I was getting it right in three dimensions, and then go back to the 2D drawings and then kind of match them up with the SketchUp model. And I just, I just sort of sat there thinking, there's got to be a better way than this. That said, that was still easier than using Revit or, or Architect to do it because of the nature of the software right. and my capabilities with it. Um, so, but I mean, the practice was doing quite well. It, there was a lot, it was a lot of small kind of complicated projects that I was doing. We made the decision to move out to Australia for a lot of reasons, but the work and the opportunities that you get over here are much, much different. So you, I've gone from doing kind of little loft extensions and little ground floor extensions in the UK to kind of, you know, one-off five-bedroom houses in, in Australia. So there's a lot more uh, scope to explore. Um, and I kind of just took the same practice, if you like, moved it to the other side of the world. And uh, <laughs> it sort of, the, the projects changed, but you know, my, my approach to it didn't. Um, and I found subsequently, there's, there's a few people online that were talking about, because I've been searching for this kind of, way to make SketchUp work because I really like SketchUp I think a lot of people like it because it's kind of fun and it, it, I think it's got this, this reputation as a bit of a toy you know it's kind of a fun thing to play with but it doesn't really do anything meaningful you just sort of use it to get ideas out but it was just this like double handling that was really bothering me the way I'd have to keep going backwards and forwards between these two programs and also uh, I'm paying licenses to, to, to software packages you know which when you're running a small firm any way you can kind of save on your overheads and be a bit more agile is always a good right. thing, right? So I, I had to do a lot of research to find out, but there are people doing it. There's a, there's a guy called Michael Brightman in, over there in the States. He's got a book called, I think it's called The SketchUp Workflow for Architects, something like that. And another guy called Nick Sonder, who's, who's really good. If anyone out there wants to search for him on YouTube, he, his stuff is pretty amazing. Yeah, we'll put links in the and show then, notes for, for both of them. Yeah, cool. And and so I kind of just learned from them and books and trial and error, and it took quite a while and a few projects. But I got to a point where I didn't. I could. It was quite a momentous occasion. I could just cancel the AutoCAD subscription. You know, it was like I don't need you anymore, and uh, and did everything in SketchUp, and it's kind of gone from there. And then um, I've shown it to lots of people, and they don't believe me. I mean, pretty much everybody I speak to, oh yeah, I do all the SketchUp. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't do. Drawing. And I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, but you don't do construction drawings. I say, yeah, yeah, details, all that. And people don't believe it. You have to physically like show them this is what you do. And uh, so, um, yeah, it's been pretty good. The other thing over here um, is I've been doing quite a lot of freelance work as well. So it's kind of um, a different landscape over here in terms of the different states. I mean, maybe it's similar in the, in the US, I don't know. But so I've been doing quite a bit of freelance work, which means I've been working with other architects. And I've had a number of people that I've worked with as freelance who've come to me with Revit models and they're saying, look, I can't, this Revit thing is so hard. Can you help me out? Because it's like, it's too complicated for me and it takes so long. And I've gone, well, we could do that. Or you could do this. 
and I've shown them the SketchUp and they're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And, and they've converted over. And, you know, they might have four or five staff in their office and they're paying $6,000 a head for Revit and now they're paying $500 a head for Revit. So and when you've got a few staff, that's, that's a decent chunk of, of cash flow, you know. Um, so that everyone I've shown it to is really happy. And anyway, so to keep the story rolling, once this kind of crazy COVID thing happened about a year ago now, uh, the work, the design work kind of dried up a bit and I had this space in my schedule. So I sort of thought, well, all these people are asking me to show them how to do this. Maybe I should put my money where my mouth is. And uh, so I just sat down and recorded a load of videos and shared them with clients. And they're like, oh, yeah, this, we need more of this. We want more of this. And so I thought, all right, I'll make this into a bit more of an actual course. And so this whole Scala thing was born. And uh, it's been going pretty well. That's a great story. So you can, you can, <laughs> if you're interested, you can go check it out at Scala.studio, S-K-A-L-A uh, dot studio. Um, Mark, what, what do you think is, um, you know, I think when, like you had mentioned, most people, when they think of SketchUp, and I think most of us probably have played around with SketchUp or have used it at some, some basic level. Um, what do you think is the thing that most people don't understand uh, about SketchUp that allows you to do what you do with full design workflow and production drawings all in that one program? there's probably two things one is um that there's a sister program to sketchup called layout which most people don't know or when you get a sketchup pro subscription you get this layout package and people go mm, let's put it to one side i don't i don't need to open that program because i don't right. know what it you is put it in the folder with the other the other files it, it just sits on the desktop and gets moved over to the right hand side where you yeah. put things you don't use and then so and that's kind of the enabler of getting 2D information out of the 3D model. And a lot of people, I think, have used AutoCAD as well at some point. And I'll make an analogy in that when you use AutoCAD, you have model space and paper space, or layout is paper space. So layout does all Got the it. flat stuff. Okay. And that's the that's kind of the big step. When people realize that there's a program and they open it and they go, oh, I see. So it's kind of like, it's, it's odd in a way in that there's two programs that, that, that kind of work. It would be yeah. better if there were just one program, but that's that's the main yeah. kind of turning point. That's and a very the that's only a, other thing I would. That's a very good oh. way to look at it because I think that's because many of us, and I would say most of us, probably have some experience with AutoCAD, and I think many people who would pursue the process that you're talking about are probably definitely coming from AutoCAD. Unless they're, you know, they're working in, you know, one of the BIM programs and they want to sort of make it simpler. Maybe the program they're using is a little overkill for the types of projects they're working on. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. RCAT, Studio Services Bookkeeping, FreshBooks, and Twinmotion. I'm hearing it more and more among the Entree Architect community. Your workload is piling up. And with project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. RCAT.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content. And it's designed so you can access it quickly and efficiently. And even better, RCAT.com is free. It's free to use and requires no registration. So visit today 
at rcat.com and access the information you need now. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T dot com. Studio Services Bookkeeping, a division of Charette Venture Group, provides concierge remote bookkeeping services to small firm architects. Liberate yourself from bookkeeping tasks by outsourcing to trusted professionals who understand the nuances of your industry and your firm size. You can maintain control of your finances without doing all bookkeeping tasks yourself. Studio Services Bookkeeping goes beyond traditional bookkeeping to help you manage cash flow, analyze project profitability, handle invoicing, and streamline your financial systems. Learn how to start outsourcing your bookkeeping today at ss-bookkeeping.com slash entrearchitect. And mention Entree Architect and get five hours of free bookkeeping with a six-month contract. That's ss-bookkeeping.com slash entrearchitect. When building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all the invoicing and accounting on your own, you're probably spending time on work you don't love. FreshBooks is built for business owners like you. It's the all-in-one accounting software that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week. That's 11 hours that you can spend nailing a client pitch, serving your clients, or honing your craft as an architect. From building, sending, and following up on invoices, to tracking and managing expenses, to processing online payments, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all the tough and annoying parts of running your own business. It's also super easy to get up and running. And the award-winning FreshBooks support team is always available to answer questions. Try FreshBooks today for free. 30 days, no credit card required. 30 days. Go to entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks and get more time back to build the business you love. What if you could visualize your building in a couple of clicks, remove months from the design process, or create a bridge between stakeholders to solve problems before they even come up? Well, our friends at Twinmotion offer simple, real-time visualization for architects. Their state-of-the-art technology lets you view and edit your scene on the go in the same pixel-perfect quality as the final rendering. Twinmotion seamlessly integrates with other tools like SketchUp and Revit, transforming your BIM or CAD models into high-quality images, panoramas, standard or 360-degree VR videos, or presentations. No wonder it's used by industry leaders like Zaha Hadid Architects and HOK. What's more, you'll have access to the world's largest library of 3D assets to populate your scene. Sound complicated? It's not. What if I told you that Twinmotion enables anyone to present their biggest idea in the easiest way possible, regardless of previous CG experience, or that it uses drag and drop assets and the power of the Unreal Engine to truly differentiate your projects? To learn more, visit twinmotion.com or download a free trial a free trial today, visit our exclusive URL, twinmotion.link slash entrearchitect. That's twinmotion 
twinmotion.link slash entrearchitect to try Twinmotion for free today. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. I would think that most of the people who would consider doing what you're doing are probably moving from AutoCAD uh, up to SketchUp. Yeah, so, I mean, most people I teach, and most people I've, I've worked with in this, are, you know, are our end of the food chain. They're smaller residential yep. architects. I think once you get into kind of larger projects, multi-residential, big commercial jobs, yeah. then I think that's when, when Revit and Archicad really start to pay off, right? right the extra right. complexity in those programs kicks in. But we, as we both know, the vast majority of the architecture profession is at this end. Right. And, um, and I think a lot of people I speak to, they're still using 2D CAD and they know or they have this feeling that they should get into BIM. They always say, I need right. to get into BIM or I'm going to get a Revit license next year and I'm going to learn. That's, that's my ambition. That's what I'm going to do. And people just, it's hard, you know, it's like a big step to go yes. from 2D to 3D and it's a big learning curve. I think it's quite different. And SketchUp works really well in that it is 3D, but it's not pure BIM. And it's not as complex. It's much easier to learn. So it's a nice kind of gateway, if you like, from 2D to, to BIM. Right. And uh, and because it works that same way or very similar way, a lot of the things that if you've used a lot of AutoCAD, a lot of the things are kind of intuitive. You know, there's groups and there's components and a lot of the things work in a similar way. So, and the whole paper space, layout space. So it's a, it's a much easier transition and quicker transition for people coming from a, from a CAD background. And I think... Also, because people have, like you say, played around with SketchUp a bit before, it's not as scary to go drop everything, start Revit or BIM, you know, start from scratch. It's like, oh, well, I sort of already know a little bit about this program. I just need to work on how to get better at using it. So it's not as scary. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, everybody, like I said, everybody who's lit is amazed. <laughs> That you can do these things. I think the SketchUp maybe have got a market industry that they need to promote this a bit more. That you can do these things. Um, but I think the other thing as well is, for me, was the reason why I got into SketchUp at the start is the way it's designed. I mean, I know as architects, we're all kind of influenced by how you know you, you want to have nice things and you want to be around things that are well designed. But it's just for me much more intuitive in terms of the way you think as an architect and the way you model. It, it is. I mean, that's why it's called SketchUp, right? It's, for me, I've always been very, I've always enjoyed sketching by hand, still do sketch by hand and making models by hand, you know, maquettes and things. And this for me is the closest thing to that in a kind of digital environment. You know, you, you are thinking with a, with a mouse in the same way you would think with a pen, if that right. makes sense. You're kind of pulling things around, stretching them, moving them, it's much more fluid. Whereas some of the other programs with Revit, you've got to say, okay, well, what sort of wall is this? Oh, okay, let's find that wall, put that there. And it's a disconnect between yep. your brain and the process, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so that, yeah, I mean, that's why I got into it originally. And that's why I persevered to try and make it work for those reasons, because it was much easier and much more intuitive for me to do. So. Yeah, that's very, that's very interesting to think about it in those terms that, because I've always thought that same thing that, that when you're sketching something with a pencil, the idea is coming from your brain directly onto the paper because you're not thinking about how you're holding the pencil and what line you're going to draw. You're just drawing it. It's coming out of your brain and it's coming out on the paper in a sketch. 
And when you move to, even to AutoCAD, right? AutoCAD, and certainly with BIM, there are commands and there are steps that, m multiple steps between getting the idea out of your head onto the paper or onto the screen. And, and SketchUp mm -hmm. is very intuitive where it's just push and pull and squeeze and, you know, and multiply and array. And it, it becomes much more intuitive where you just want it to do it and you're doing it. You're not thinking about the steps that it takes to do it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that, so for me, like, from a business point of view, because I know this is what we also want to talk about, is I want something that I can, it's not going to take me a long time, right? Because time is, especially when you're at this end, you know, it's just you doing it. You've also got business things that you need to be doing. You don't want to be spending all of your week doing documentation. You want to be able to get in, get what you need to get done quickly and then get out again and get on to the next thing so that you can make a profit. So, so that speed was important to me. And I um, could appreciate the speed of modeling, which is sort of what we've just talked about. But obviously that's only part of the equation. The next step is how do you get the drawings out? And uh, when you learn this method of doing it, it's amazing because obviously the first time you set everything up, there's a bit of messing about, you've got to get all your settings right. But a lot of it is based on templates and reusable things. So um, I know you're kind of a big fan of um, systems in, in business. And this, this sort of forces you to have those systems in place because you have all your repeatable elements in what's called scrapbooks in layout. And then you have all of your sheets set up and then you have templates for all of your models. So effectively what happens is, this is the bit where it kind of makes SketchUp become big. You do the model and then the software produces the drawings pretty much. And then you go into the, 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 the 2D side of things and all you've got to do is move some notes around and add some dimensions pretty much and then you're good to go. And the beauty of it is then when, this is this is the real kicker for me, when you want to make a change, which always happens, you change the SketchUp model and everything else changes automatically. I know BIM does that, right? but but that's, that was a big selling point for me and that I haven't got, because that's where I was losing my fee. I was doing okay up to a point, but it was, the fee would just get burnt out when with all the client changes and, and everything else. And so, um, especially with these complex roof forms and things. So, you know, if I can just make one change to the model, everything updates, that was a big deal for me. So um, that's where it starts to pay off. I think speed for me, time is money, and, and that was the, the main reason for getting involved in it. But it's, the other thing is it's actually quite enjoyable. Like it's quite good fun because of those things that we said about it being intuitive. And because you, it's much nicer for me and I think we're probably the same in that it's nicer to be working in 3D. Like you want to be working with a with a tangible kind of something that looks like a building rather than abstract lines on a on a, on a black screen. So there's much more. There's more of a, like a direct feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's just actually become it's got to a point where it's just fun now, and I feel like I'm I'm doing design work most of the time rather than doing documentation most of the time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is yeah. very fun to use SketchUp, even even just at a very basic level. It's fun, but I could imagine that when you're actually doing your work, right? You're doing the full production drawings and everything in it, and you have all that stuff set up. So a lot of it becomes automated, right? You're just building yeah. the model, and it's automatically, you know, most of it's there for you to just mm. modify and and doc, you know, and uh, 
and, and notate. Um, let's say uh, list, there's listeners out there who are using AutoCAD. We've been using AutoCAD for 20 years, and you know, and we've played with SketchUp, and we know that SketchUp works, and we know a little bit about it, and we've built some small SketchUp models with it. Somebody like that, how long, Mark, do you think it would take someone to go from the way you were working, where it's AutoCAD uh, to do your construction drawings and you're building SketchUp models to present you know, schematic designs to your clients. How do you go from that to the full production drawings, throw away the, the AutoCAD license and go full SketchUp? How, do, how long do you think it would take the average architect to move to that step? Well, this is <laughs> this depends whether you have somebody uh, teaching you how to do it. Yeah, well, assuming all as, the, all the assuming templates. that they let's yeah. say let's say they are they're actually let's say they're taking your course and you, right, okay. you're teaching them how to do it. Um, if you've got all the templates and you're being taught by me, you can probably do it in a, a month or so. It, the, it depends. My advice is always to take a small project and 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 just do it. Um, and there's yeah. no point learning things in kind of a, in isolation or you know learning. Okay, I understand that now. You have to apply it. So, and, and what the way this thing works is that um, once you've done it once, the second time is obviously much easier because you can reuse a lot of the work. But essentially, the way you learn this is by setting everything up. So the first time you'll create all these, all these, you know, your, your unique kind of templates and the way you work and all this stuff. The next time, the next project you do, you just build it on top of that, albeit with a different design, and it does build up over time. Um, there's also things you can take over. Um, so if you've got, because a lot of people have worked in AutoCAD for a long, you know, many, many years, and they've got all these libraries of kind of drawings, t templates, title right. blocks, all the CAD blocks and things, you can take all that into layout, which is another kind of bonus. You can just kind of, it, and you can set it to the right scale. It plays really nicely. So you, you don't have to necessarily start everything from scratch. You know, I had like title blocks and stuff that I'd spent ages designing as you do, wasting time drawing title blocks when you should be doing work. And I, you can just put them straight into layout. So so there's not, it's not completely start from scratch. If you've got the templates, it's, it, it can be kind of plug and play to some extent. The thing to learn is, um, and this is critical to how it works, is, is organizing your model in SketchUp. It's something I haven't mentioned, but Basically, if you're just playing around with SketchUp, you just kind of, everything is just kind of stuck together. I don't know right, if you've yeah. ever, it gets kind of like, you move something and the other thing moves with it. Right, it exactly. It. And it shoots off into the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, you do that. And everything thing goes over there. Um, and, and that's the key is that you, you use groups and components to kind of isolate the geometry. So walls are walls, windows are windows. So the things that are separate objects and are all stuck together. Yeah. And and then you also, you know, you, you kind of organize it so that you can turn things on and off. In the same way as you would do in AutoCAD, where you've got layers, you know, you're putting things in the right layers so that you can maybe hide things depending on what drawings you create. That's kind of the biggest uh, learning curve. If you've got the other stuff like the templates and stuff, once you organize your model properly, everything should kind of filter through. Um, so yeah, I would say probably a month or less, depending on the size of the project, you're going to work through with it. And I generally say start with something small and then just you know, build on build from there. Yeah, but um, it's it's pretty easy, really. So how how does your course work? What's how, what's what does it consist of? If somebody signed up, how does it work? Well, there's two courses that I've currently got at the moment. 
and I'm about to start selling the actual pre-made templates as well, which I've got. I've just there's my templates. I've just cleaned them up. Yeah. Um, but basically, there's a what, what I call the quick start guide, and that is just how to get it. That's that's kind of understanding how the two programs work together, the sketches and the layouts, and, and just taking a simple project and then getting 2D drawings out of it. Basically, cutting slices through the model, getting plans, getting sections, and generating elevations. And you know that's that's a sort of short course. It's about five modules in there. And then if people want to learn more, then I've got a much bigger course, which is called the Drawing Formula. And that is, I take it through a a, a typical architectural project at each stage. So you know, uh, pre-design, concept design, design development, etc., all the way through to construction documentation. And I show you how to create all of the drawings that you need to create in each of those stages. So shadow diagrams. Uh, reflected ceiling plans, construction details, all those things. How to how to generate all those drawings from your sketching model. So it's kind of, that's a much bigger course. Um, but that is pretty much everything you'll ever need to know about sketching and layout. There isn't much else. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get that's big. I mean, there's like eight, eight, like eight hours of lessons, video lessons in there. So, so that's all of my brain unpacked yeah. in video form. Yeah. Well, I appreciate so, you taking all of that information and putting it out there for the community to to learn. Um, so thank you for that leadership and for offering it to the community. If you'd like to learn more about um, Mark's courses, you can go to Scala Studio at Scala.studio, um, and you can see what the different offerings are over there. And if you're interested, push the buy button and uh, and you can get started with it. It's it's uh, it's something that that I'm considering myself because I'm one of those guys that, you know, still mm -hmm. using AutoCAD. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you're probably shaking your head right now because you've heard me over the last eight years say that I'm moving from AutoCAD to, to BIM, you know, probably 10 times in different, different uh, times of my life. Um, but I'm at this point now where our practice is doing uh, smaller projects, fewer projects because of my, my focus on Entree Architect and Gable Media. Uh, but we're still practicing. And so something like this would really, really work well uh, because I do want to move from AutoCAD to something that's that's uh, more advanced. And so this this might be a really good uh, step for me. So I'm going to check it out myself. Um, uh, and I'm hoping others will do the same because I think many of us are looking for that same thing. Um, Mark, before we wrap things up, actually, is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap things up? Uh, not really. There is a Facebook group um for okay. people who want to learn this and i know people are already using it uh, it's just scala group s-k-a-l-a scala group okay. if you, you search that and there's i mean there's a lot of people actually in the states when you dig under the surface there's a lot of people who are doing this who do use sketchup this way i wish i'd met them a bit sooner and they could have <laughs> shown me how to do it but um and so there's some people in there that have been using it nearly as long as me or maybe even longer in this group so it's a great kind of place if you've got questions about it People just post questions and everybody says, yeah, do this, do this, do this, do this. So that's the also useful place. And obviously that doesn't cost anything. So um, I'd encourage people who are interested just to go and have a look at that as well. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so you're a, a small firm architect. You launched your firm uh, at the U in the UK and then you moved and relaunched it. And so what's one thing that you could say that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Uh, right, well... I probably, it's probably two things. And I, 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 <laughs> one is, I would say, that one thing I've learned is that 
kind of be as efficient as possible and, and cut down your overhead and the time you spend on things and get systems in place. And that applies to the drafting, uh, you know, documentation, but it's also kind of spilled over into everything else. The more you can repeat things and reuse things, the better it is. Uh, but the thing I would add to that, which is something I've learned recently, and this is kind of relevant in the current situation that we find ourselves, is to be flexible with your business model. So I've, I didn't set out to sell courses on software, but because of COVID, I've had to look at myself and go, okay, what can I sell? What have I got that I can sell? I've got this knowledge that people have already expressed an interest in. All right, let's find out how to sell courses. I'd never made a course before, sold a course before, and I learned how to do it. And it's added another string to my bow. So I would encourage everybody, especially at the moment, to look at things like that and say, well, okay, well, I know I do architecture and I sell designs, and but what else have I got? What other things could I offer? Um, and I think going forward, I think that's only going to be a good thing. It makes people more resilient and you've always got these different income streams. Yeah, that's that's great advice. And I think we all have something that we could share. We all have knowledge. It may not be SketchUp. It may be something else that you know really well, you're passionate about, and others have, you know, want to learn what you know. And, uh, you know, a couple of few nights putting together some some videos and and putting them up, up on, a, on a page to sell could get you started. And then, you you know, go from there. And so that's, uh, that's great advice, Mark. His name is Mark Gregory. Uh, the company, again, is Scala Studio. It's uh, Scala.studio is the website. We'll have links to everything, including the Facebook group, Scala Group. You can either um, just search Scala Group on Facebook and you'll find it. But we'll also have links over at the show notes. Mark, this has very, been very interesting specifically for me because this is something <laughs> that I've been struggling with for years. Uh, and I'm excited to go look at SketchUp again and really – uh, I, I knew about layout and I, you know, I, but I, I was, you know, I'm guilty. I'm one of those guys that's just sort of pushed layout over into the folder. I know it's there and it came downloaded with SketchUp, but I'm playing with SketchUp here. Um, but it, I'm, I'm excited to go back and take a look again. So uh, thanks for coming on here and sharing your knowledge and your leadership with SketchUp and sharing, the, sharing your knowledge with the community. Thanks for coming on here at Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks for having me, Mark. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. Links to all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. And thank you to RCAT, Studio Services Bookkeeping, FreshBooks, and Twinmotion for their support of this podcast. Entree Architect is proud to be a partner with the largest, most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet, Gable Media. We're curating thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership, ready to edit business resources, live monthly training for architects, business training that is, a supportive architect community. Yep, it's there. And Simple Systems, our new business system program developed for small firm entrepreneur architects just like you. It's in there for you at Entree Architect Academy. It's waiting for you. 
right there at the membership. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends. Visit entrearchitect.com slash join to enroll today. Be well, my friends. Be healthy, happy, safe, and secure. Thank you for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together.
Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.